Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One artist. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic better, and much, much more. <sighs> and the crowd goes crazy. The roar. Yeah. I can't. I. I <sighs> uh oh. There's an Arnold Another. in the crowd. I, I guess so. <laughs> Come on, do it! <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> do it! Do it now! God, we're insufferable. <laughs> you can't, you cannot suffer us fools. There's, there's that picture. Of you. You're, you're. Oh, good, you found it. Yes. Oh, good. It's the best picture of me time. ever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. I replaced yeah, it. It's, good, yeah, I, sure. I replaced it, it as soon as I got. I had a marriage. <laughs> How you it's doing there, buddy? Uh, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. Uh oh. What, what did you say? I I said, hey there, buddy. How are oh, you? I'm I'm okay. I'm. It's it's a little late for for me, but other than that, I'm doing fine. Got it's got late. some caffeine. Have to, I'm okay. Have to go to bed at six p.m. Well, I yes, I am a farmer. I go to, I go to bed before the sun is down, and then I wake up before the sun comes up. You have a lot of cows to massage. Yep, massage their udders, shoot out the milk, and then drink it. Yes. Because you're a strange person. <laughs> How are you doing there, buddy? Um, I don't want to say that I'm ducky because you you took that to the weird a weird place last time. I'm I'm feeling fine. Are you shucky ducky quack quack? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense last time. Let's just let let's just move past that. That's uh that's a quote from Booker T, the five time five time five time world heavyweight champion. You can't see me, but I'm face palming right now. Face waterfall? Oh God! What's what wrong with you? <laughs> There's a lot of things wrong with me. I guess so. Hey, how about we talk about some comic books? Comics? Oh yeah! yeah. So that might be that might be really fun. This is episode 99. If you weren't if you weren't aware, you probably saw that when you clicked on the episode to listen because it has 99 in the title. But episode 99, very exciting. I'm already looking forward to episode 100. I've got a few surprises waiting for Mr. Old Goodnight. Uh-oh. I'm very He's going to podcast without his pants on. Well, I do that every time. We don't have videos, so you don't even know. Uh, yeah. That's the truth. Let's talk about some I'm, I'm wearing a tuxedo. Well, you're not a farmer. I'm not a farmer. I am a farmer. You are not you a, are farmer. a farmer. You're <laughs> you a no-pants farmer. <laughs> yep. Well, the cows don't care. Yeah, they don't. They They don't even look at you funny. Anyway, this is not comic book talk. How about we, how about I play noise? You ready for a noise? I love noises. Cool. That noise means it is time for Weekly Floppies, our first segment where Eric and I will review a selection of the week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. That is We're a smart true guys. Factual to statement. To Only podcast segment I'm aware of that has a mush meter. Mm-hmm. So take that for what you will. I take it as a good thing. Yeah, you could use some mushiness in your life. It's important. Yeah, mm. exactly. 
There's credits. Our first book <laughs> is from DC. Batman number 40. Batman Endgame Part 6. Written by Scott Snyder. Pencils Greg Capullo. Inks Danny Miki. Colors FCO Placentia. Letters Steve Wands. Uh, we've not read all this. Uh, I figured out what was happening. Mm-hmm. Roughly. It doesn't I seem like it's, it's moved too gonna... far from uh, where we last were when there were Joker virus zombies and Joker's immortal and he's He's got a hip haircut. Mm-hmm. It's the the same for the most part. Now yeah. uh, Batman is recruited. Uh, his rogues gallery to help fight uh, the Joker. And they are having a final showdown with stabbing. Lots of stabbing. Yeah. Of Jesus. things. He's, they, they go to town on each other. It's grisly. What did you think about this very climactic grisly fight, Eric? Um, it was interesting. But I just as well could have never read it. I don't think it has affected me in any real way. I mean, it is interesting and grisly, and it's not awful. I think uh, God Capullo just keeps getting better and better, honestly. His art is really growing on me tremendously. But, Jesus, I... I don't know. It's really quite falling flat. You did not feel the, the emotions... No. Yeah, you did not feel the emotions they wanted you to feel. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Mm. I don't, I, I, it looks beautiful. The art's really good. Yeah, it's, uh, it, honestly, it's some of his best. Like the, God, this Joker is actually pretty effectively done, to be perfectly honest, but still, go, go ahead and, and say what I'm, what I said in a different way. <laughs> Agree with me a little bit. It makes <laughs> you feel good. <laughs> it, yeah, it's uh, a spoiler alert. If you haven't read this, uh, Batman and the Joker are both supposedly dead at the end. They've taken each other out. Um, and I don't know if you've read the uh, DC Free Comic Book Day. The Divergence. I have not. You have not. Okay. There. This. This has come out last week before the book was ever released. This. The people spoiled it. Um. It has. Uh. Gordon as a state-sanctioned Batman. Like, kind of like RoboCop, mech suit, Batman, but Jim Gordon. So Jim Gordon, RoboCop. Kind of. Batman, RoboCop. Batcop. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's like the, he's the replacement Batman, basically. That's a weird concept. I don't know. I could maybe get into it. I, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, it's not, I don't, I'm not necessarily against it. I like Jim Gordon fine well enough. It'd be interesting to see him serve as Batman. Uh, but I just, I'm not under any illusion that Bruce Wayne is going to be gone for any length of time. No. And, I mean, they've already, I mean, Grant Morrison, when Grant Morrison kills him and he doesn't stay dead for very long, he was never really dead. But that's I the same thing. I'm like, how long is it going to be before he comes back? Mm-hmm. Not very long, and I, I think Scott Snyder did an admirable job in trying to capture that kind of the that what the Batman Joker relationship is supposed to be like this battle that is forever, like it's it's just a combat that never ends. Theoretically, you know that that they are going to be locked. They'll do be doing this forever. Has been used multiple times in multiple Batman stories, and I think he does a fine job of it. I just. I've come to the conclusion that this Batman is just not for me. Yeah. It's it's good. The art is 
gets better and better. Oh, I, yes. I, I enjoy it to a certain extent. I just, I know I'm not feeling it like a lot of, some people love this. They say it's their favorite Batman ever. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, it's fine. It's fine. And I don't think that's the intention of this. It's supposed to feel epic and big and powerful. And I didn't yes. feel that. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't know what to call that. I, is that a buy? I completely, yes. I have that same confused feeling about this book. <laughs> and I don't, I, I almost don't know where I stand. So I think. I'm going to actually lean to do not buy, even though there are plenty of people that may love it. To me, this doesn't really make a statement that I think we need in comics now. It's okay. It's another Batman book. It's probably going to sell tremendously well. But uh, I don't know. If you're a fan of the books that we read and that we recommend, you will not be overly impressed with this book. Yeah, I'm I'm going to (laughs) say... I'm a do not buy with a five on the mush meter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does that even That's what mean? I feel like doing. Like, <laughs> I can't even, yeah. I, want, I need like a new death. Unprecedented. I, I do not buy. <laughs> I have to say do not buy. An unprecedented it's, mushy bu- uh, do not buy. If you're a fan of Snyder Batman, you're probably ignoring what we say and buying it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. But I, for, with what we said, it's very pretty looking book. Yeah. Uh, but I just, la- I'm just, and I think I've revisited this over and we've read like probably. We've read many of their collaborations. Know, five or six, five. Yeah. We've gone to this, the Snyder Kapula Batman back and forth a couple different times. And I just like, I keep going back to the well trying to think maybe I'll like it this time. Maybe I'll like it this time. And it's just, just not there. I am. Yeah. It's not for me. And it's, that's fine. It doesn't have to be. But I still can't. I can't say buy. So do not buy. Yeah. The bottom line is these guys could make good comics. But the do not. They could. They cannot make comics for us. That's, Correct. That's really where. That's that's really where we just have to leave that. I think. So. Yeah, I agree. So double do not buy Batman number forty, with lots of discussion. <laughs> lots of talking at you. Next up, uh, DC, Multiversity two. Uh, that's the worst. I calling this number two. Oh my lord. Uh, <laughs> don't, it's not necessarily accurate because there's been eight of these or nine of these somewhere along along those lines. Uh, is there a credits page in this comic book, or does Grant Morrison expect you to be psychic? It just. Uh, I think he's. I think he. I. Mm, uh, there's some alternate Earth where Grant Morrison's psychic. I don't know. It's on page. Uh, I have eighteen. My the credits, so that's a perfect spot for it. Uh, written hey, by the, Grant Morrison, pencils by God. I. I'm sorry. Please go ahead. It's all right. Written by Grant Morrison, uh, Ivan Reese on pencils, Rice, Joe Prado, Eber Ferreira, and Jamie Mendoza on inks, Dan Brown, Jason Wright, and Blonde on colors, and Todd Klein on letters. Eric, you've read more of these than I have. Probably not too many. What more. is your opinion? Probably not. Uh, what is your opinion no. of the finale? This is the last one, the penult, the, the ultimate climactic conclusion of the multiversity <laughs> series. What did you think about it? I like this book. I cannot give you real reasons why. I'm gonna try. Okay. But I think I've just talked myself into liking it because 
<laughs> it's kind of special. Um, and I don't mean special in a good way. I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean special in the most patronizing way possible. Um, this book is crazy. It makes no sense. I don't know what the hell's happening. You know, Super Bugs Bunny's getting his head knocked off. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. But he doesn't die? It doesn't kill him? No. He's, he's okay with it. Just slows him down. He's just need carrots. Just gotta get his carrot on. I really love, I really like this book. It's complete chaos. It's completely insane. The art is amazing. It, um, I don't know. I, I, I cannot give good compelling reasons for why this is a good book. I I don't think they are necessarily good books. I just enjoy them. Maybe it's mostly the art. I think maybe just good art plus complete insanity <laughs> equals a readable comic book to me. This is like this is like reading a Jodorowsky comic, maybe. You know, <laughs> That's not that a he's compliment. got some. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's certainly not. But it's just like insane babblings. With like a god tier illustrator doing crazy, wonderful artwork, and just every page is like, "What in the hell is happening? What is that? What the fuck is that? Why is all this happening?" Okay, now the book's over. The end. <laughs> I, I have a question for you. Go ahead. One I don't think you have the answer to, but I'm asking anyway. That's why? Uh, why? Okay, so they have the vampire. Oh, I, I uh, totally, universe. I, I think I can answer this. Let's let's go go for it. Go for it. Why? Why are they asking about coffee? I don't understand. What's happening? Because whoever whoever that is that talks like Santana changes their craving from blood to coffee. If you read uh, what he says backwards. Oh my god! Oh Jesus Christ! Not bruv. Not blood. Crave. Whatever. Coffee. Vampires. Yeah. Uh. Just, just <sighs> okay. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I. I really like. I. I really like Batman with the. Uh, oh, what's his name? Kelly. What's his name that does the Batman like that? Who the hell am I talking about? Kelly I, I Jones. Talk, it is Kelly Jones. I talk shit about him constantly. Yeah, I like Kelly Jones vampire Batman screaming Americano for me. I like to think Batman would drink Americano. Do you know what an Americano vampire is? Vampire Batman specifically. Yeah. Do you know what an Americano is? Uh, isn't it just coffee and milk or something? No, it's, it's, it's a, it's an espresso, uh, in, poured in hot water. It was, they invented it, like, in the war or something. Uh, like, uh, American soldiers came over and oh. they weirded out that people made coffee like espresso, so they dumped hot, dumped it in hot water, so it tasted more like American coffee. Oh, I'd like okay. to think, I'd like to, I'd like to think that's how Batman um, drinks his coffee. Just black Americano. I don't, this, I don't <laughs> like this comic. I, you, so you said, you said you don't, you did not want to read it again. I, I do enjoy it, and I think that I've said that pretty consistently about all of these. I don't think I've felt too insulted by really any of them. I've been a little bit delighted by every one. You've been a little disgusted by every single one. Um, I, I just, I, it's Grant Morrison writing, like, like this whole meta, it, I expect yeah. some sort of meta thesis about comic books when it, the whole thing is precipiced on everything happening in these comic books and then there's all tied together within a comic book, within the comic book, within the comic book. And it doesn't 
this does not is messy. It doesn't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. There's no great thesis about comics in here other than no. look, it's really dumb. Well, thank you, Grant Morrison. I got that. <laughs> if there's something else that's supposed to be happening in this, I'm not getting it. I'm your 400 characters you crammed into this last issue. Yes, it looks great. I it looks really really nice. It I expected something. It's from Mr. Grant Morrison, you know, in super metatextual intelligent writer. This is really stupid for that. I agree with every word you just said, but I still like this book. <laughs> And maybe that's the problem is that I shouldn't be expect. Yeah. I don't know when I I think when that's this exactly is pitched at is. me initially. Yes, when this is pitched to me, I expected more, but it's just like Grant Morrison going like, "Oh, you're going to reset all this crap anyway." All right, let me take all these Savage Dragon DC analog Savage Dragon and all those other characters that I've used before, and uh, you know all the ones no one even pays attention to, like Captain Carrot. And, uh, they're gonna fight multiversal Cthulhu co- comic book Cthulhu guy? I, uh, I don't know. I thought there was, with all the weird annotations and bibliography and all these weird characters you have to know about, I expected something broad and overreaching and in- intelligent. And this is not that. I don't know. It, some of these issues in, like, I'm gonna probably go back and get, I, like the Frank Quitely one, but this itself is just not, it's chaos. I don't get anything out of this other than, I, wow, I, it's I, a nice, I agree weird completely. superheroes punching each other. So I, I'm a do not buy. I can't. <laughs> I agree with everything that you said, but I'm, I'm totally a buy on this. So okay, I don't know. I, I, like I don't it. know how I like that, it that works. We, I like that we that, agree completely. Yes. <laughs> and with, I guess it's just something we want different things. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's there's enough there's enough here. I guess I uh, I'm just drawn to madness. It's okay. That's all this is. This is the the ramblings of a complete madman, and that always draws me in. But I, you, you said everything that needs to be said about this book. It is all incredibly true. I think we're done. <laughs> so, uh, split decision there yep. on multiversity number two. But, but sort of not really. Sort of not. <laughs> so, next up, this is our indie book of the week. It's Bitch Planet number four. Written, well, script by Kelly Sue DeConnick, art and cover by Valentin De Leandro, Chris Peter on colors, Clayton Cowles on letters. Uh, we were, you in particular were torn on issue number three. Yes. Uh, Eric. This is like uh, the return to uh, form. This is, this, this is, is like. Great. Yeah. No, it is. And I, <laughs> she's got a strange name. It's Kogo, isn't it? They don't even say it in this issue. They don't, no one calls her by yes, name. Yes, I believe so. It's Kogo Kamau. I believe so. Either that or that's someone I should know. <laughs> but I think that's the character's name. I think that it really needs to center more on I her. Can. I think that's pretty important. Kamau Kogo, yes. That's her name. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, this book is very good. 
I'm really glad that it's about her again because I don't, I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. it, it, it seems like that's going to be the format that it's going to be the frame story of like what, ha- what they're all sort of doing together centered around, uh, Kogo when, uh, they'll just jump in and out of backstories of the supporting cast. Basically exactly mm-hmm. what they do in Orange is the New Black or, I don't know, a lot of stories, but that one, that one is kind of a clear analog because it's a prison story and is trying to do a lot of the same things. This is, this is a very comic book. Yes, it is. And yeah. the Kelly Sue talks about it very briefly in this little, little afterward about how this book was late and the, they had to, they redid some of the pages or had pa- multiple passes at some pages because they're balancing between this, like that in the, I mean, it is a core conceit of this book about how it's an exploitation style story, but it, you know, is telling the exact opposite story of what an exploitation story would be. Mm-hmm. And she, she talks about having to avoid male, like a, a large percentage of the story is taken in placing in the showers with naked women, you know, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And they wanted, she wanted to avoid male gaze, but while also indulging in that exploitation kind of j- genre and how delicate tightrope that is. And they, I executed brilliantly. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, and I, like, uh, the artist, uh, Delandro is, I should deserve, he should get a lot of credit because, uh, he, the, the just that, that, that's a, it's a very fine line there where you have to balance between not just making a smut while in all u- using the trappings of all of that to tell the story. It's really fine line there and they do a really great job and it's really fascinating. Like this story here is building really quickly and you're just, it's really sm- smart and really and really enjoyable. So, so buy it. Yeah, good lord. It's a good comic. It is, it is the best comic, the best of comics. Mm-hmm. I, I, there, I know of uh, someone who has downloaded Comixology just to buy this comic. Okay, so, we're gonna, I, I have these in backwards order on the notes, but we're gonna do this in the way we're supposed to have read them by. <laughs> you could have changed it in order in the notes, you goon. Yeah, it's work. I don't want to move things. Uh, so we're going to read, first in Marvel, we're reading New Avengers number 33, uh, written by Jonathan Hickman, art by, uh, Mike Diodato. There's a credits page, colors by Frank Martin, letters Joe Carrick-Magna. Um, that's too much work. These, our next say. issue, the, the second issue of Marvel's will be, will be the Avengers. It's too much work. Come on. I don't get so much time clearly. in my day. Clearly. Uh, clearly. We are, you sent me a uh yeah that, uh, sort uh, of a synopsis which uh, I yes. reading through that I'm like wow I yeah the explanation of what has happened through the Avengers and New Avengers series since Hickman Hickman's run on all of them and I actually have, have I, I'm surprised to find out I had a like a good grasp mm-hmm. of what is happening not perfect but close considering I missed the last four or five issues of both these series because they were just going off the rails um. I couldn't follow anything that was happening. Uh, did you get well, in this issue? It's weird. It w- seems like a weird 
thing to be the thing behind everything. About uh, this He-Man villain. But it makes sense now, knowing mm-hmm. the He-Man villain. The He-Man, the, like, which, molecular which man in his He-Man, his He-Man villain costume. It, it, that, we haven't read the last few handful of either Avengers or New Avengers. It's been a while since we picked one and, up, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, and it was just, I was losing, I mean, when I'm reading every issue and I still can't follow what everything is happening. Mm-hmm. I that gives me pause to keep reading. Like I, when I'm reading what you're telling me to, and I still don't understand, and I consider myself intelligent enough to do that. Generally, mm. it, that makes me not want to read your comic. And this, I don't think the molecule man thing, where it suddenly becomes doom has to has to kill every molecule man ever because he's a bomb that's gonna kill the multiverse. Uh, I don't. It seems very strange, and I don't. When they say that the Beyonders are beyond, uh, behind all this, it suddenly makes a lot of sense, I guess, because that's what was behind the original Secret Wars, and now it's new Secret Wars are coming. So the, it makes sense they would have Beyonders in this. But Molecule Man and Dooms, the with all the, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. It just came out of left field. I'm like, what? Huh? I don't, it's not bad, I guess. It's just weird. Well, I mean, it's Doom starting a religion, and a religion where women kill Molecule Man and blow up Earths, and then he kills gods. I think it's a lot of it is an excuse to have Dr. Doom do crazy shit. So much of this is an excuse for Jonathan Hickman to do crazy shit. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that as much of it ties together, even the terrible shit, even even incredible or uh, original sins, that I, it's shocking that it works as well as it does. Well, I don't know that you can say well as it does. That's arguable, but that you can sit down and draw a line from here to there, and because it's when you're going through it and reading it, it's all so convoluted. We might should put uh, that article, that IO9 article in the show notes because it really it makes me hate this stuff a little bit less not that i hate this but i I still kind of like get angry reading it yeah it's i don't know it i you uh the the secret war free comic book day Mm -hmm. issue actually lays it out much because it just ignores all this weird terminology and the reboom alal and all the the white Mm -hmm. swans and all that stuff it just you know it just glosses over that and lays out exactly what happens not it doesn't talk about it doesn't try and code all this crap it just says it gives the theme without trying to give you the step-by-step details and all that and i think that's this is the last issue of new adventures until whenever the next new adventures is which i'm sure they'll reboot it at some point there's all the all new all different adventures is the 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 book that's coming that i know the only one they've really announced coming out post secret wars um uh when 25 issues of this are and change, because I think the last one we wrote was like 28 before mm-hmm. this, I have it here, 28. And, you know, when that is very cohesive thematically about how it's these great men failing, you know, failing to, to do what they need to do to mm-hmm. save our world, mm-hmm. this issue barely shows them. The last, the whole, you know, time runs out thing has you know, seeing them all fractured and, and not tell a cohesive story about them. And that 
it seems to it I feel like it failed on a certain level. Hmm. Like I it just seems like, oh here's well now they're all different places. They've all gone scattered to the wind. Uh you know, some of them are went evil and some of them are went, you know, try to be good and then some of them are, are arrested and you know, you know, and using that that time runs out kind of mystery thing. I don't think it works. I don't feel like I feel the impact that this is supposed to have. Hmm. And that really bothers me because I really enjoy this new Avengers book all the way through up until even some the first parts of that the time runs out story. But it just seems to have like run off the rails, gone so crazy with all these stories going off in so many different places. I it this book was always very personal because it all it followed this very small group of heroes who were doing bad things to save their world. And when it abandons that, I think it's not I, I can't I do not buy this. I it, it, <laughs> I like Mike Diodato. I like Hickman's Doom. I like I mean none of these characters are written badly. Like I feel like he has a good handle on Doom, even back to his Fantastic Four run. I think his Doom is really good. But why Doom? Why is Doom in this all of a sudden? Doom is not, he's barely on the radar in this book. This book is about Mr. Fantastic and Tony Stark and uh, Black Panther and the Illuminati fighting for their ethics. And then this is all about, hey, Dr. Doom had to, about, it became about the event and not about them and not about the, their, like, and I thought that was the star of the show. And it's strange that it's in Avengers that we see more of where this is ending than in new Avengers. Like I don't know why the Doom stuff isn't in Avengers and this and that the story that we're about to talk about the the next issue isn't in this issue. Why I don't understand why they're flip flop. It it doesn't make much sense to me. Hmm. I, I are what do you think about this issue? Eric? Are you a buy on this issue? You know, I was feeling warmer on it, but I like what you've just said. That um, I'm less invested and have been from the beginning. I've just been more casually following it. It was something that has been going on for longer than we've been doing this podcast even. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you you were into it back then. And yeah, it's 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 gone a lot of different directions when I think about those first books that we read, still sort of outlining this these same general ideas. Um I don't know that I feel severely let down. Um it is very different. I don't think it's terribly bad. But, I mean, I've never particularly been overwhelmed by the story from the get-go. I haven't really... I was... I liked Infinity a lot. That was a very... That had some pop to it. This is big, and there's heavy things happening. And, sure, the uh, the whole thesis of heroes doing terrible things to try and save their universe is really a compelling idea. I don't know if this steps away from it entirely the way that it, it it sounds like you're saying but if i'm a buy at all i'm i'm not a particularly confident one I'm, i'd say i'm probably right in the middle okay. on the mushiness just simply because it, it's never really been my book there's been some stronger ones and there's been some weaker ones and then there's been some events that you know center around it that i've enjoyed but it's it's never really been mine so i i don't I don't feel as let down or betrayed. So I guess, uh, I guess that's how I feel about it. Okay. And so with that, the next issue we're reading is Avengers 44, which is mm-hmm. a continuation, direct continuation of the story. Yep. 
It's, you know, and written by Jonathan Hickman, but art by uh, Stefano Caselli and Kev Walker, colors Frank Martin, letters Corey Pettit. And th- this one I'm much more positive on than mm-hmm. that New Avengers 2. And that's why I say that, is that this feels much more like a personal story. Yeah. Like you, well, it's got, it's it, got like, Cap and it's got Cap and Tony sitting in a diner talking about, you know, how they think each other are dicks. <laughs> that's, that, that always works. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, most of it, you get a peek into the ultimate universe, which is the other universe that is left. We're down to two. Mm-hmm. And the Reed Richards there, which is basically evil Reed Richards. It's not, mm-hmm. that he's not that complicated. But when we come back to our Earth, it's the two universes going to war, and but Tony and Steve Rogers having a brawl in, like, New York City. Mm-hmm. And that... That is the per like that's the personal like that's the thing that well, I wanted. It feels like and tone like it feels right. Like Steve Rogers is like all about the truth and and uh, and the you know the core ethics that you, you cannot ever betray for for any reason. And Tony's all about you know the sinister knowledge that you know how do we put off certain death regardless of the cost that the the ends justify the means. And you know they. They fight and are exchanging platitudes about their their you know thoughts. I like I don't know even like their foundations as people. And and Cap asks him, "You knew that we were gonna fail this entire time. You knew that we had no chance, and you lied. Admit it." And Tony says, "Yeah, I admit it. And you know what? I would change. Go if I could go back, I wouldn't change anything. I do the exact same thing." Mm-hmm. And that's just and then the hel- a helicopter crashes into them. <laughs> Comics, yeah, and it like, and this is, feels like how New Avengers should be ending. And now I, I don't know that it, it feels weird that Avengers, this core that it just Avengers was about this machine, about all this huge cast assembling in different ways to take on these new enemies. And it always was the team book about the the the, the public front, the this this. That, that circle of all these Avengers intersecting in different combinations to take on these threats. And yet, this is the comic that ends with Tony Stark and Cap. Well, not Cap anymore. Steve Rogers in a robo-Cap suit, uh, mm-hmm. fighting in New York City, arguing about and, like, yelling at each other about truth and, and justice and, and, and morality and stuff. And the one that says one was life and one was death and one always wins and everything dies. Like... I don't understand why they may it just feels weird to me, but I like this issue. I enjoy it a lot. I like that. I just don't understand why it took place in the book. Like <laughs> them, like it just became like, I don't understand the point of why, where it becomes, well, it's all telling the same story. So who cares? Yeah. I don't, I like, it just, it feels very, like if I start reading, if I read Avengers, like the first arc and then came to this, I'd be like, what? Why? Like even or, we skip five issues. I'm like, and and that's the thing. I'm like, I don't. Why is this thing happening in Avengers? It's just because it's the same event. It doesn't matter. That's not. I don't agree with that. So your your biggest complaint about this book is that it's filed incorrectly. Yep. <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, that's the end of the day. I don't. It just. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I like. I, I'm a buy, but it feels strange. That this is the thing that's in Avengers, like the last issue of Avengers, when Avengers was always about the te- like heroics and the team succeeding. 
It was not. It wasn't the dark book. Like New Avengers was the dark book. I don't know. It's supposed to be, you know, dramatic and jarring and and setting up new events. So I think that you're you're probably right on target, but it's it 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 feels pretty calculated. Like it's important to say something is happening and you know lead us to something different. I don't know. To me, it yeah. makes sense, but I don't particularly disagree with your perspective. I, I'm a buy. I'm a, I'm a buy. I have I have no I have no qualms with this book. I don't think I, I don't think I, no I don't think I'm I'm not a particularly enthusiastic buy. Maybe I got a little bit of maybe I got a touch of, a touch of the mush in there, but um, it really is. Both of these was was tough for me to catch up and. This one definitely read a little bit easier, but the whole event was just so messy. Reading that uh, that IO9 article really helped me place everything in my head a little bit cleaner. And again, I don't particularly disagree with too many points of what you've said, but it's it's a statement. It's a statement yeah. that, that that this is here. This is the final issue. So I don't know. I'm interested to see what's next. I'm 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 somewhat engaged. Well, Secret Wars starts next week. We'll be reading. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how angry it makes us. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you read what? You read anything else this week? No, I think so. I read uh, read the Shazam Convergence book, which I wholeheartedly recommend. Oh yeah, written by Jeff you Parker. There you there you go. But Doc Shaner does the art. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could think of a better person to draw a Shazam book. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty special. There's oh man, certain it's, pants it's, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, it looks really good. Wow, this book's amazing. Yeah, oh, it's shit. really good. Tiger in a suit. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> I'm sold. Total buy on that. Holy <laughs> shit, that book's incredible. Did take very much. Uh, what else came out? There's one other, two other books. Can I read them? And I read a couple of books that I haven't read yet. I read Silk. Silk came out. I enjoyed that as well. Silk's always great. Yeah, I'm really thoroughly enjoying that book. Um, I think I read a couple other books that were are old, older, a few weeks ago, but uh, caught up a lot. I think I'm still I'm still behind, but I've caught up a little bit. I managed to read a few more books. Uh, should I? You want me to talk about the free comic book day books? I read a handful of them. Hell yeah! I didn't pick up any. When I went to the comic book store, there was a. There were probably two or three hundred people in line for free comic books, and I'm like, I am not standing in that line. <laughs> I had to stand in line to get into the comic book store. Luckily, uh, I I will talk about the actual, I guess, experience in our next segment. But I will touch about the comics at least. I picked up pre, uh, like probably fifteen books total, close mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we went to two different stores, which I would be able to get with multiple people, so that helps us cover all the bases. But I've only read I read the DC main Divergence books, which has basically the Superman and Batman kind of status quos for what's going to happen after uh, the Convergence garbage that's happening, um, and plus the Dark Side War that's starting off in in uh, Justice League, uh, the Secret Wars issue zero, which I would definitely recommend because it's about it's Valeria and uh, Franklin Richards explaining what's happened in Avengers the past three years. <laughs> Makes it much that easier. sounds much pretty simpler. important. Uh, I I, the, I read the Fight Club comic, 
that that's a sequel to the the story. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're if it's a sequel to the book or the movie because it's written by the author of the original book. I'm not sure if he's continuing straight from the movie because the they don't look like anything. They do not look like Ed Norton and Brad Pitt. They just look like their character, like what you'd expect as characters. You know, hmm. like a, a a schmuck, a schmuck, and like a Adonis. That's you know how they portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I like it. I really, I used to be a huge fan of Chuck Palahniuk. I'm not sure what's happening in that, but I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna probably resist. We'll see. The one thing I really it got, I was excited about this beforehand, but then reading the uh, free comic book they issued the all new, all different Avengers, which I mentioned earlier, it, the one with Miles Morales and uh, Miss Marvel and and uh, Kid Nova plus uh, Sam Wilson, Cap and Vision, uh, Thor, female Thor, and. And, and Iron Man, I don't think it's Tony Stark, even though they never say who it is. Uh, but you get to see Miss Marvel write "Yell Avengers Assemble" on the first page. It's wonderful. It's a lot of. It's a very heroic, happy, fun hero comic book with Miss Marvel, uh, I, Miles Morales, Kid Nova. It's really fun. I really hope that uh, Kamala kind of nerds out after she says that. She does. There's even. They're like tracing, but like they're like they even make like a thesis statement about like what the Avengers are and like why they're called the Avengers and like they forget like I think uh, Sam who is it whoever this Iron Man is like forgets who called them the Avengers first and Kamala's like oh, it was the Wasp like she she knows exactly all the the continuity of the Avengers That's so funny so I'll if you never get all of it Eric I will I will give it to you I'll let you read it next time because that's the one I would definitely say. It'd That's be really cool. lovely if it was available on Comixology for free, for free comic book day. It would be, wouldn't it? Whatever. Who gives a damn? Let's, uh, let's say screw everyone. You have to go to the comic book store. I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> That's why we buy comics digitally. So we don't have to see people. Uh, but that's, that's, those are the ones, those are the ones I managed to read before we started recording. I just, they're, they're very short, you know, they're all short stories. They're not very long. Uh, so, uh, gentle listeners, it is time for checking in. Checking in is part show. Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week. Uh, recommend things or tell you to avoid things. Give you warnings. Been up to during, what have you been up to during the week? Oh man, um, about three days ago, my phone decided it wasn't a phone anymore. Uh oh. So that was fun going around for a couple of days making phone calls with my uh with my Android tablet and uh <laughs> and Google Hangouts. That was ridiculous. Um but I got to the end of my contract with my phone and I got a Google Nexus 6, which I'm really mm. excited about. I did not think I would ever even see one of the Nexus phones in person, but I'm I'm they might become more common now, but it's kind of like, it's like the nerd phone a little bit. And that it's, uh, there's not a whole lot of bells and whistles, but it's like just solid hardware. And it is a device that they use basically to develop for. So it always gets the newest release of Android as soon as it's out. So... Yeah, it's a good, solid device. I'm super pleased with it. It's got an enormous, gorgeous screen. Runs everything like lightning. It's got a lot of really rad features. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I was looking at this, and I wanted to try out the, uh, I wanted to try out the Note 4 or possibly the Galaxy S6. 
which are both new this year. But then as soon as I saw this, I was like, no, that that's me. Give me nerd phone. I'm all about it. So, yeah, goodness gracious. Could not be more excited about that. Now I just need to throw it down some stairs and break it. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think that's what you're supposed to do with new phones. Oh wait, you're right. It's a terrible idea, isn't it? Yeah, what else was I gonna tell you about? I can't even think about it right. This is how stupid I am tonight. There was certainly something I've been watching that I was gonna tell you about. I felt like I have a million things to check in with and I can't think straight more. Uh can't think that we can just uh How, we can just what was your experience just, at free comic book day Eric? i guess that is something that i could talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> i just mentioned that uh there was actually a line at the comic book store what's that all about <laughs> i did not get any of the free comics you know i i'm just not drawn to free things i'm just i'm gonna buy what i want i'm not just gonna take because I, I think i didn't even read my free comic book day stuff from last year didn't even read it. Never do. Just don't care. There was a, I mean, there was a huge event. Tons of people. It's great to see people coming out to comic book stores and then making, you know, good bank on it. And I was talking to Josh at Emerald City and he said, uh, yeah, this is like, this is like our Christmas. It's our biggest day of the year. They, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon, maybe, maybe two at the latest. And he's like, yeah, we've already broken all of our sales goals for today. So we've just completely destroyed it. It's been amazing. But, you know, I, I bought the books that I would have any other day. Talked to my f- friends at the comic book store. They were very stressed out because there were a million people there. Did, uh, well, what, what, uh, what, how did it go over for you? Was there any, any wacky, wacky goings on at, uh, a comic shop? Um, uh, no, we, no. I mean, there was, they had the normal kind of stuff. They had, you know, uh, a lot of the deals. Uh, they had, you spent it, like, I got a great haul, because it was buy three, get four, three of anything in the store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I bought a whole bunch of trades that I've been looking to get, uh, and I got another one. They just threw in another trade, uh, so I, I got Shutter <laughs> for free. Sweet. <laughs> On top of all that. Yeah, uh, I got, and I got all, I got, they had five, you get five of your free comic book day issues of what the ones they had. I picked up five, and Kim also got five, so we got ten between us. And, uh, but it was very packed. It was a very, that, it, there wasn't a line out the door, but mm-hmm. it was very, cra- you've it's been a, there, it's not a huge it's, shop. It's a small space, yeah. I mean, they're, and they have, they're, they've expanded their, the geekies, their, their bar and restaurants, or call it that. Uh, grill. They serve food, but it's mostly just a mm-hmm. bar. Yeah. Uh, they've expanded that space, so there's a lot of people in there, and there was stuff going on in there, you know, like just people hanging out and playing games, drinking, and reading their comics, talking stuff about stuff. We didn't, we didn't really check in the Geek Easy. It was just so crowded. We, we kind of made our purchases and left. I got, got some, got more Funkos as well, some more pop vinyls. I saw, saw the pictures. Uh, no thorough connect, no through line between them at all. Just, and I've got Bu- Princess Bubblegum, Cyclops, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Scar from Lion King. <laughs> no, just no connection really other than, hey, we're nerds. Uh, <laughs> and, but we also, it was good there. It was nice. You know, the, their employees were uh, like, like, uh, your experience. They were stressed out because they were so busy, but they oh, yeah. were very busy. Um, we also went to Acme up in Longwood. Which we mm-hmm. should check out next time you're in town, because I think you'd like that place too. Uh, that that place is more like Tate's, 
mm-hmm. in that it's and and Emerald City uh, to a certain extent. Yeah, that's huge, and it has a lot of toys and action figures as well as a bunch of back issues and comics. Uh, I found planetary action figures, which is a joyous yep. occasion. I was so happy. And then he went off and bought more on Amazon. I did. I was like, oh, I need the third one. So they only had they only had uh, Elijah Snow and the drummer. Yeah, there's there's I, no. I, oh god, no Chiquita. I no 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 Chiquita. But uh, I uh, I I didn't mention that I visited a new comic book store today. In addition to that, since you're Uh-oh. bringing up a new one, yeah, Heroes Haven, uh, in uh, sort of North Tampa area, a very nice store. I saw it from the outside. Their sign just says comics, and I'm like, ugh, I want to go there. <laughs> There's going to be like some some sweaty guy with a cigar. He's like, I got you some funny books. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I I yeah, I know. I did not know what to expect, but it's a great store. There was like a a 12-year-old kid named Michael that was helping me find comics. He was so eager to help me. He was also scared I was going to yell at him because I drove halfway across town to get there, and the book that they told me was there was not there. (laughs) I I drove all the way there to get uh, the sixth gun, Ah. and they didn't have it when they told me on the phone that they did. Mm. And that was an unfortunate first experience with uh, Heroes Haven, but it was a really nice store. They have a a picture with the staff with Brian Posehn. Who would have thought that he would have liked <laughs> that place? No kidding. Yeah, no fucking shit. That, that gigantic nerd likes comic shop. No, it, 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 it doesn't surprise me. Oh, he's about as nerdy as it gets. But uh, Acme also has, like, Tate's has, like, an art gallery space and a, mm-hmm. and a space for performances. And they actually had artists there selling prints and sketches and stuff. Not, not a bunch of them, but a good handful. They had uh, a couple one. that I've seen previously right. at cons. So. Mm-hmm. They've also, I think I posted this, but they also had their art from their last, uh, their last exhibit there, and it's all Krang art. From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You did mention that at some point. The All Krang show. I have to get into that. Yeah, there's an all there's an all Star Wars show, I think, at Fodder and Shine in Seminole Heights down here. Mm. I, I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to check it out. Fodder and Shine's supposed to be a good restaurant. I wanna there's many reasons to go. Mm. Yeah. Um but we went there, got a handful of other books we had not grabbed at uh, at the comic shop. Uh, I've been there once before, back when I lived in Orlando the first time. Uh, it's the same, but it's a huge selection of toys, a lot of statues and, and, and merchandise, paraphernalia, and tons and tons of comics as well. Like a huge supply of back issues, and so lots of things. And the joy on my face when I saw, I, I, I saw Elijah Snow, I'm like, well, that's mine now. I will take that home. Oh, and they have the drummer as well. I will have him. Did, did Elijah, but I did Elijah come, did Elijah come with, uh, with Dracula's frozen crotch? I wish, but no. I'll sculpt you one. With... Oh, cool. Excellent. I'm excited about it already. <laughs> I need to get some clear, uh, some, 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 uh, some clear plastic. Yes, exactly. Uh, I do have one other thing I can touch, touch on. Uh, it's a, it's a video game. Uh oh! It's one. It's one I bought on Steam a month ago, and finally I've gotten around to playing. Uh, uh, like you do on Steam, it is called Our Darker Purpose. 
it is a rogue a roguelike. It seems that's all I play nowadays. It is a roguelike top down shooter, uh, action RPG they call it. But it it's you played Binding of Isaac, right, Eric? No. You haven't played Binding of Isaac? No, sir. Uh, okay. Um, it's very similar to that. I if, to anyone who's played Binding of Isaac, it, you know it. You you play. It, it's set in a Victorian boarding house. That has been abandoned by the teachers, and all that's left are the students who have gone kind of like Lord of the Flies. Hmm. Uh, you play the one of the the when the teachers left. Basically, there's three cliques. There was the the jocks, the beautiful people, and the weirdos. And the jocks and the beautiful people, at, when the teachers left, teamed up, murdered all the outcasts, and then went their own way. You are play the lone remaining outcast girl, the weirdo girl, and you go from room to room. Uh, it's procedurally generated, so it's new every time, and you f- make your way through. You choose your own path, sort of through this boarding house, and you can either end up fighting the 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 bosses, the leader of the jocks, or the the leader of the beautiful people. Uh, you unlock weird items that augment your abilities. And that's the thing I like. I like this more than Binding of Isaac, which I re- I enjoy Binding of Isaac fine. But this the the art style is very Edward Gore. It's Gore esque, hmm. which I think I like better than Binding of Isaac, which is kind of a like an even grosser version of Super Meat Boy. <laughs> uh, you know, it it kind of had that aesthetic where it's really disgusting, and hmm. I like this more. It's cleaner, and it's I don't know it has more added. Like it feels cooler to me. And, uh, but this has some permanent, like, Binding of Isaac, like, certain roguelikes, some of them carry certain things over from game to game, and some of them are true, more true, they are like more true, like, true rogues, where you are completely starting from scratch. This one gives you some decisions, some permanents where you can carry certain bonuses and items from game to game, and I like that. I like my, like, my favorite roguelike, roguelite is probably Rogue Legacy, which gives you some kind of control about what you're taking into the, mm-hmm. the next game and gives you like a uh, progression. Allows you to come back with fear of chickens. Exactly. Fear of chickens is in there. Uh, but you, and you, but you, as you play more, you up, you can upgrade your abilities and buy, you like learn lessons. They like, they structure it like it's a school. Like you can unlock and learn new lessons, which give you bonuses in your next playthrough and stuff like that. So I, I like it a lot. It's, it's $15 maybe on Steam. I really enjoy it. I've, I'm going to keep going back to it. It's a very, it's another one. You can play a game in 15 minutes. You know, it's a roguelike. That's the best thing about them. You can just play a quick game and drop it if you want to stop, or you can play five games in a row if you want a longer experience. And it's, you know, you and you. And there's a level of progression there. That the, the the RPG elements. I think that's my favorite roguelikes have those RPG elements in them. Seems like a, it's it, it's it's a good uh, good combination. Yeah, I I I I think it's funny that I I was listening some. I forget which podcast was it was, some video game podcast, and they're talking about, like, are there any games left that don't have that RPG system buried in them somewhere? <laughs> there there will one day, there will never be, because uh, that, that lights up the uh, reward center in your brain. You feel like you're doing exactly. something useful. Yeah, I'm like, even like, I'm like, I'm trying to think of, like, all these games I've been playing. I'm like, every single one has some kind of, like, progression experience kind of system. Like, Far Cry 4, like, that has... That had it, uh, like the next Batman, like all these, the Arkham games, all of them have it. Like, it doesn't matter what type of game it is, it seems. 
like the the reason multiplayer shooters got like the Call of Duties and etc cetera, etc cetera, got so popular is because their multiplayer systems have that XP and progression where you get new weapons and stuff. Like that was such a big thing in Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare the first one. Like that was like wow, now we can play multiplayer and you unlock things with like an RP like RPG like system. And it's everywhere now. Every game, mm-hmm. they're like, because well, like you said, like they've realized that people will play those games forever, if as long as they have some sort of sense of like accomplishment. Like you just have that noise. I just that Fallout Three noise still, or the Skyrim noise where you, where you level up. <laughs> You're just like, I need that noise again. I need to keep playing. I want that noise. People like to watch the bars go up. It's exciting. It is. It's why Blizzard just made a billion dollars. That's <laughs> true. There's a there's a really good episode of uh, You're Not So Smart where they talk about how they hijack the reward center of your brain and how a lot of games are not even designed necessarily to be fun. That they're just designed to to just give you little rewards and hijack you. It's it's really fascinating because World of Warcraft does it, Candy Crush does it. So many games do it. It's 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 fascinating. Uh, so, folks, I think it's just about time for that time. Just about time for that time. It is time for that time. It's time for Nerd Boy Book Club. <laughs> it's a very timely segment. <laughs> you think I'd get better out of this after ninety nine tries? But no, I, I got no. ninety nine podcasts and still don't have skills. That doesn't no. <laughs> Uh, it's, 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 it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. okay. Uh, Nerd Boy Book Club is the, our last segment, final segment of every show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work, uh, and discuss it in depth, like you would a book club, but it's, mm-hmm. but it's a comical book. Crazy. Violates the, I know it violates the laws of nature. <laughs> this week. Of gods and men. Oh, no. We're going to talk a lot about that, I think. Uh, sure enough. This week we are doing The Sixth Gun, uh, Volumes 1 and 2, which is issues 1 through 11, uh, written by Colin Bunn with art by Brian Hurt. Supernatural Western. Uh, we are Both of us are, are fans of, of Mr. Bunn. I, I, mm-hmm. I actually have my, my volume 1 is signed by him. So I got it from him at the Supercon down, down Miami Way. Is that when mm-hmm. you got it? He was Neat. he was posted up next to um, Pirate Girl. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Bastian is who you were about Correct. to talk about. They were right next to each other at that Supercon. Cullen was totally jealous of that mustache, that sweet sweet stash. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was. So I mean, most probably I would say most men. Yes, most, most mortals. mortal men are would be. Uh, but we're getting a little bit off topic talking about mustaches, or are we? There are mm-hmm. well, there's 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 some mustache action. There is book. there's multiple varieties of facial hair going on. Western mm-hmm. facial hair varieties. Yes, yes. Catch them all. Weird. I use I use straight razor. It was super Pope. effective. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eric. What did you think about this? I, I think you've read the first volume before. I had not actually. I've owned it for. You know, Months and months yeah, and months. You, you you never you never actually read it. I I read it when I was in your home <laughs> and I had food poisoning. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that lovely day. <laughs> I was yeah. I was uh, I was sitting awake with uh, with your lovely fiance. She was playing 
Oh, what the hell is that? That that purple game? <laughs> what am I talking about? Purple game. Saints Row. Oh, it's purple. Saints Row. She was playing Saints Row, and I was trying not to vomit, and I was shivering. Oh yeah. Under a blanket and reading this book, and I somehow managed to enjoy it. That's how good it is. This this book is better than food poisoning. <laughs> it's better. Um, it's good. It's it's as good as it's better than as good yes. as food poisoning is bad. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how I would awkwardly <laughs> describe it. <laughs> This, no, the, the particularly, I kind of wish we had read more than one and mm. two, but, uh, you know, we were sort of limited for time and couldn't go on a, there's like seven or eight books at least. Mm-hmm, plus there. a couple spinoff uh, volume things. Yeah. No, th- it's, and I, I want to read every single one of them, uh, because I think after two, I'm just left for one mm-hmm. more. But this first one in particular, if that was all there was... I would be happy. I'm elated that there's more. But this first book is, it just chills me to the core. Like, I think that, um, do you remember when we read The Coffin? Mm-hmm. When, uh, in that last extra story where he takes his mask off and he stares at himself in the mirror? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, that's the kind of chill that I get when this guy comes out of the coffin and it describes him as like he's got like maggots like digging into his body. And he says, and those, those, what does it say? Those tunnels through his rotting flesh had filled with a festering hatred. It's like, <laughs> oh my god. Like, I, it's like, I have seldom seen a more effective villain than this guy. It's, oh god, he's so good. One of the things that I think make this such a, such an effective, um, western story not to mention a horror story, is just sort of the way it manages to tell this using, like, all these trappings of, like, the West and Americana and this time period. Particularly in, in book two, when they go to Louisiana, and I... I it, it, it just works so very well for me. Western, and to a lesser extent horror, but it's certainly growing on me, are... Uh, but but certainly westerns is a, a a favorite genre of mine, and this is it, I don't know it's a superlative work. I I just love it so much. Yes, it's uh, my first. This is my first. I, I as I I love to buy comics so that never read them. Uh, yes, just like just like uh, Steam exactly. games, exactly. Just DVD, DVDs. Yeah, just buy things and then look at them and go, wow, I sure do own that. That's why you own a lot of statues. Yep, that's it. Requires no interaction aside from the buying. I can just look yeah. at it and say, "There, job's done. Bought it." But uh, this is my my first interaction with it. And I was, it, I was really struck by how well crafted it is. Like it's it's oh, it's so very good. one is that the seed of this of this book is very very smart in that it could go a million different ways. Mm-hmm. The idea that there's these six weapons, six guns, and then you have each gun is a special, is special in its own very own way. And, you know, he's, it's just, and it's, especially in that first volume, first six issues, it's just, it feels like it's come a whole cloth onto the page. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel stunted or, or, uh, uh oh, we have a Harvey. A Harvey's shown himself. Uh, Wild Harvey, Wild Harvey appears. appears. 
I used tame. It was super ineffective. Uh, horse. It, 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 it feels whole on it. It doesn't, it does not oh, yeah. feel like this is, it feels very well, well, it, well thought out, well, well planned. Mm-hmm. And you can see that as this first arc, the first arc ends and it immediately springs into four or five plots in the second volume opening up mm-hmm. and it, it's just how ripe this idea is for a comic book series, how f- you, you can see like, oh, wow, he can go in so many different directions and it all works. It all fits mm-hmm. together. Like the, f- that, that first one is very much like, it made me think of the Saint of Killers mm-hmm. from Preacher. It made me, like that specifically, because Preacher very much was like a modern Western, quote unquote. Yes. This is. But the Saint of Killers in his story itself, at least, was very much, and it, this reminded me so much of that in the use and in the use of like these horror and western tropes, but combining them in interesting ways that it doesn't. Nothing. There's none of this that feels tired. It doesn't. None of this. I was like, oh, that it. It all felt mm-hmm. fun and, and fresh. Yeah, even when he summons an army of zombies. It's still, I, I'm so over zombies. I'll, I'll permit it. I'll allow it. Well, it's only, it, you're okay. Well, it's my, the, the thing that I, it's the fact, it's people he's killed. Like, it's not just any zombies. It's, it's zombies of people he's actually murdered. And like, they, I, you're talking about Silas. Uh, I mean the, at the, at the mall, the, back oh, of the those mall. are the, oh, the, the ones in the, the, in, those are, those are yes. real zombies and I don't know what they, I don't know where they are and it's actually not established how he has that power, uh, but it doesn't matter. He's a villain and it's fucking awesome. He's got a coffin floating over him and there's lightning and rain. He has chance. Of course, zombie, yeah, of course there's zombies with swords. No, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, it, that's, I mean, that, that is, that is as good a comic book page as I've ever seen, it, it, bar nothing. I mean, that's fucking glorious. God, I, I, I am all about this book. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Mr. Drake Sinclair, Mr. Eric Goodnight? Mr. Drake Sinclair? Yeah. You mean Mr. Mr. Little Mr. Mustache? Mr. Little Mustache and the, uh... Mr. Mr. Pederastache? I was gonna say he also has the, uh... Neckerchief. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna say Soul Patch because he kind of he kind of that too. too. He's interesting, and I don't know. I would say he's he's. I would ahead. say that he's actually probably the character I'm least interested. in. Yeah, that, I started to say interesting, and then I'm like, wait. I mean, he's he makes he makes some interesting choices, but admittedly. Once I sort of think about my response to that question, I'm like, he is a little bit on the flatter side. Well, and that's, I mean, it's, I think it's a product of design in that we've Mm -hmm. only read the first two volumes. And I think that uh, the man with the shadowy past is you're supposed to, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're finding things out about him. Although he's, he's, he's no, by no means uninteresting. I still like him. And I think when he picks up the, the gun, the, that last issue that's, and it's burning his hand. And he oh, starts, yeah. and then like it comes back to him in the second volume. You, like you see his hand; it's all withered and awful. Like mm-hmm. that's it, you know it, that like it's a fi- that physical ailment on him. Like you see some physical mm-hmm. weakness, and that it's starting. That's I think it's kind of building a, a grander picture about him. And he yeah, he's paying the price for his choices, and that's 
that's what is starting to make him interesting. That's what I was going to drive at. But we get to see so we don't, we don't get to see enough of that. No, and and to a certain extent, I, he he serves as sort of an anchor to the rest mm-hmm. of the gang. Yes, where you know that he they he's the the bedrock. He's the person that has brought them all together, and mm-hmm. you know by having him serve as that anchor, it is given a, more leeway to show all these other interesting characters. And how they interact with this him, and you know, oh, what's his what's his buddy's name that turns into a golem? Uh, oh hell, um, what's his name? This guy's called him O'Henry. What's it's, it starts with a B? Bill John. Bill John. Yeah, Bill John mm-hmm. O'Henry. And he ends up dying, and then comes back as a golem and is defending the guns mm-hmm. and Becky. It's it really I. I, I, it's so weird that I think I like him the most, and he's like he's literally made out of like mud. And but mm-hmm. it's the second volume. Well, it's 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 like a it's like a Shaun of the Dead style bromance. Yes, it is. That's it's true. They, they they sit and they they sit and listen to Queen together. He just talks out his problems to a the unspeaking mud monster that mm-hmm. is his was mm-hmm. his friend, or yep. at least com- compadre, compatriot. Yeah, about friends. But speaking of Becky, we talk a lot about strong female characters, and and then like Daredevil with last week about Mm -hmm. not so strong female characters. Uh, Yeah, where do you think she lies on that scale? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's a tricky thing. She's well, I think it's she's dynamic. You know, in that she's. She starts off, she's like, oh, I'm just a girl. Paul, let me bring you water. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's thrown into these situations. And she has opportunity to to prove herself. And she certainly develops a lot by, you know, the second Mm -hmm. book. She's considerably more confident. And, you know, she she has things that she wants and she wants to do. And she has, you know, she actually has thoughts and feelings about Mm -hmm. things. She does suffer a bit from, you know, I'm the girl syndrome, but um, I don't know. Uh, Western stories are seldom, seldom about women. Yeah, it's about stinky old men. What did you think at the moment where you, when you see that she's, she and the, the, uh, the uh, Kirby, Kirby Hale, the, the blonde mm-hmm. thief, when they have, after they, they, shows that they had slept together. I was a little bit wary at that point. I was like, ugh, that seemed easy. Like, just, like, you don't see them, I guess you don't see them kind of interact very much before then. Like, you just see them go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And then you don't like, I don't know, you don't see the seduction and who, and how it works. Well, he's a, he's a young, skinny, hot shot in a pink shirt that works every Does time. Does it? Every time? Every 100% time. 100% of the time? Six, six, 60% of the time it works <laughs> okay. every time. I just, I wish, I think I wanted to see that. I wanted to see their interaction that yeah. led to that. Like, ha- I think that just for the sake of brevity, because there's a lot of story That's told true. in, in these books that I think they were, um, just, just trying to keep it tight. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's like movie logic, I think, that, that, uh, it's, it's a, there's a man and a woman, and then they hate each other for like five minutes, and then ten minutes later they're screwing. Of course. This, this, this whole book is very cinematic. It's very mm-hmm. much like big and boisterous and mm-hmm. spectacle. 
like you said, the dude, and there's a coffin floating above him, and there's zombies, and there's a chains oh, yeah. flipping about, and, you know, there's a, a gun that shoots like a cannon, and, you know, all of that stuff. Monks with uh, miniguns. Monks with miniguns, yeah. I think it, you know, it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, the, the Italians did very good horror and very good, um, Westerns. Very good Westerns mm-hmm. as well. And I'd, I'd say that this probably borrows from both of those traditions because they were very much about visuals and to some extent style over substance, mm-hmm. you know? You think about the Sergio Leone movies. I mean, they're good movies, but they're not really full of. It's not character. It's not rich. Yeah, it's not characters. character study. It yeah. is like look at this grizzly it's, dude yeah. in a poncho mm-hmm. on the street yeah. with a gun. And although I would make, the, I would, I, I, I often make the case um, that um, uh, Eli Wallach's character Tuco is he's God, he's an amazing character, but. Um, it it certainly has it has that flair for the striking images and I don't know the the, the big bold even you say normally when you say cinematic in a comic book it just means there's a lot of wasted space and I don't think this is necessarily that because there's a that the first book feels like two or three trades to me it's so much story. yeah a lot of stuff happens a lot of stuff happens it's I did not that was one of my, that's probably my biggest critique of volume two even though i do enjoy it i don't enjoy it as much as the first one and it feels like so much less happens the first book is just so epic and perfect and i don't know just right out the door it's so good that it just feels (laughs) it feels like at least three times as long as it actually is it's it's amazing you can get that much into such a into one trade paperback what do you think about the art I'm absolutely in love with it. The thing that that I think is interesting about it is it's uh, like I was thinking about it and how I was going to go about it, and I the phrase that came to mind, and and you know this is a, an incredibly stupid thing to say, but the art is kind of better than it looks, and that like it's deceptively good. Like you know you look at it and you're like, oh that's that's really nice art, but when you like really start to break it down, you're like, there's a ton of detail in here. Everything is drawn really immaculately. It's just, it just stuns me when I just stop and look at these panels. Like, at a casual glance, it doesn't look like, it, it doesn't look like one of those books that, I don't know, that I, that I hold in regard with like, I don't even know how the hell, what the hell I'm trying to say here. But it's, it, it's just I I feel like what it is is just the more I look at it, the richer it it seems to become. The more I notice, mm-hmm. the deeper it goes, and I think that's that's fascinating. Like a lot of my favorite artists, it's just really apparent about how good the art is, and it it seems much simpler than it is because when he wants to, he can draw the hell out of something. Like the backgrounds, even when they're minimalistic. Mm-hmm are very lush. They feel like you're there. The ink work is so nicely done. And it's all done for the sake of style. It's not just done for the sake of covering up lazy drawing. Mm-hmm. Like it it I don't know. There's it's almost beyond reproach. I could not be a bigger fan. To me it seems like he picks his spots. Like on 
in but does it artfully like mm-hmm. on the stuff where it does it where it serves the the story to have more detail there's more mm-hmm. detail when it mm-hmm. serves the story to be more minimalistic to be simpler that's the he goes that direction and that's and it works mm-hmm. and that's good yeah, like yes. and i don't think enough artists actually do that like they don't mm-hmm. try and change like stylistically they just like Stoko, which we both really love, but Oh yeah. But it's just like draw the shit everything. out of everything. Everything And this has certain panels where you're like, Wow, look at that. Like the yeah. there I just was like the one where they set the trap for Silas with the uh swinging log mm-hmm. and that panel where he's knocked off the horse and the log has taken the head off one of his mud men protectors and he's knocked off the horse i'm like just that entire sequence is like really rich and full but then some then but there's certain also panels in it where it's just very simple almost near silhouettes Mm -hmm. and that that variation serves the story and Mm -hmm. gives you stylistic differences that makes it more like i use this word cinematic that's it makes it, it feel like that because because of the differences uh, it it makes me think a little bit of uh, Bruce Tim. I can see that in the stylization. I feel like it's I don't want to say more regular. No, it is. I I yeah. It's not. It's, it's uh, not a one. It's not apples apples. But I feel like it's just a little bit no. there. Do you know Joe Chodo? No, I can. I have the internet in front of me. He's 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 another he's another one that I think uh, a similar sort of stylization. I would say the mark making. You know, it, it ranges from uh, like P. Craig Russell to Mike Mignola. I mean, I sh- I I don't want to say influence because I don't know. I don't know much about uh, is Brian Hurt, mm-hmm. right? I was gonna call him John Hurt because that person's name as well. That's that's a different yeah. That's Mister Oliphander. It is. Mm-hmm. It's Professor Broom. But it, it just because the mark making is. Similar, like I don't know that he would necessarily be uh, influenced. I, have, I mean, if he's a younger man, it, it very, uh, very likely is he's influenced by Mike Mignola. But if you know, I don't know. I think Gord is like the most badass-looking human being I've ever seen. <laughs> he's very interesting as well. Yeah, because he's the, the scholar type. He's the scholarly mm-hmm. fellow, mm-hmm. but he's also fights owls. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to fight owls, right? That uh, also Drake uh, fighting a cougar. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really so enjoyed that. It was a panther. Oh, was it a panther. Oh, it was a panther. That I enjoyed it. He's like, "Did you get owls too?" No, panther. No, it was so, nope. Nope. Panther. Like, just no. Go about my business. Mm-hmm. Now this was this is actually the first shit this came out on Free Comic Book Day 2010. So it's almost oh. it's pretty much five. Five years to the oh, just over five years old. This comic, and we planned that. We chose that purposefully. Mm-hmm. We're smart yep. and in no way incredibly lucky. No, no, no coincidence whatsoever. We plan all this intelligent stuff. I don't believe in coincidences. Okay, I guess that's fair. It's, it's kismet. Yeah, but this, I want to read more. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna read more. Apparently, the genre of this is something called Weird West. 
interesting. I've never Me heard neither. that. This is, I guess, that's how Wikipedia describes it. So I, it's not. I don't know if it's true. Well, if it's on, if it's on Wikipedia, that means two nerds agree. Combines elements of the western with other another literary genre, usually horror, occult, or fantasy. That's what we need. Is uh, we need westerns combined with Middle Earth, Middle Earth western. It's it's very strange. There are so few western comic books. I. I kind of agree with that because I think that it's a really underrepresented genre. I think it's probably just simply because it's so out of favor in other media. Like there have not been, there have not been a whole lot of, uh, westerns come out in the past couple of years. Probably the closest thing I can think of is, uh, No Country for Old. That's what I was going to say as well. Also, God, the, the, totally the western, uh, True Grit, also by the Coen brothers, so. They're definitely a fan. Yeah, the recent westerns are, you know, they're not, they're not the cow, horse, cowboy and, and horse western that, you know. Horse, horse operas. operas. Precisely. This is, this is so sad. I just looked up modern, recent westerns and it's like, uh, The Lone Ranger. I'm like, eh, rah. Yeah, that, I'm gonna pretend that that didn't happen. But there are, there are, there are westerns, a lot of, a lot of indie films that are, that are kind of western. Mm-hmm. They don't get much, uh, they don't get much service because, you know, they're, it's kind of, it, there's, it's not popular. It used to be the most popular thing by far, genre in fiction. Like, it wasn't close. I just, right. And I wonder if that's, I don't know, you think of it like John Ford and like a lot of the great westerns. I mean, it was all based on just like beautiful photography of like the, the, you know, Monument Valley, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that's, you know, nowadays you can have gorgeous looking movies of giant robots fighting monsters and raccoons in space and all these things. I mean, who wants to see a bunch of stupid pictures of uh, a beautiful place in America and, you know, a bunch of bearded dudes talking to each other about it? So I don't know. There's just something like something uncool about it, apparently. It, For some it, reason, it, people don't want to invest into yeah, it. I think. Well, I. I mean, I. I think this comic and uh, other like Pretty Deadly one. Obviously, that's a very mm-hmm. obvious one. Uh, that is also supernatural western. Yeah, the same and genre. E- and, uh, Absolutely. East of West as well. Uh, the uh, Jonathan. We should read we that should. as well so at it's some point. Um, they all have succeeded at make, making popular fiction by injecting supernatural. Mm-hmm. You know, elements into it in various ways. Um, and I think that's, I don't know, it, it I, I guess it just captures the imagination more or in different ways, but I, I just, I don't know. It, it feels like the, the Western itself is such a, like a broad genre that you could tell a million different stories in it without having to actually cross pollinate with any kind of other genre. But mm-hmm. I, maybe it's just comics themselves, like just because they're so, 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 principled on imagery on the art itself that having something you know crazy and interesting immediately that like how many vistas can you see in a comic before you go what else is there like it's i don't know it's it's there and there used to be tons of western comics too like it used Mm -hmm. i mean back decades ago and now there's not very many um in the broader scope of, of of comics even in the broader scope of indie comics. Like, if you even yeah, ignore that, superhero comics, even among all the indie-medic comics being published, there's still a very few amount of westerns. 
Mm-hmm. It's I, I I I'm it's interesting to me. I don't know. I'm curious. Like you said, it's not cool. I'm. I don't know why that is. Why that is? Is it? Is it because it's? Is it because it's rooted in in kind of a different time? I think that it's because westerns are sort of de facto based on you know southern culture, and it makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> um, I a lot of it. A lot of it. A lot of times is. People just look at it as inherently uncool. Yeah, and I, I think you have, you do have something there, and the fact that I mean, most comics readers are not rooted in that culture. Mm-hmm. Like I could think of many people, a lot, a lot of people I used to work with, who would think that westerns are the most badass thing in the world, but none yeah. of those people are going to be reading a comic book mm-hmm. or reading anything. <laughs> so yes, yes, uh, it, that that I think explains some of it. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, I mean, the Coen brothers doing two westerns recently. I think that would you call Django Unchained a western? Okay. It is, but I mean, it's like this. It's it's a blending of genres, yeah, exploitation as well. Which, it's, mm-hmm. of course, it's Tarantino. What else would he do? Of course. Um, what? Where, who yeah. would you recommend this to? Hmm. Well, I absolutely mm-hmm. love it, and. That, that question stumps me every time, too, doesn't it? <laughs> Not every time. I, uh, I think it's remarkable. I don't know if just everyone is gonna like it as much as I do. Cause it takes a lot of things, it takes a lot of different ideas and puts them together in a, a really powerful way. A lot of genres. I'm trying to think of how to, like, I, this is the kind of book, this is one of those books that I basically want to make everyone read, mm. because I th- I think it's incredible. But in terms of who I specifically think would read it and enjoy it, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can get fans of horror to read it and enjoy a Western. Maybe you get people who enjoy Westerns and never read things to read a comic book it doesn't really feel it doesn't really feel like this is a good entry point into comics necessarily but it would be something to show someone like you know the difference of genres Mm -hmm. because that that was something i almost said when we were talking earlier about you know how few westerns there are in 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 comics Mm -hmm. it's it's you could pretty much even say how few genres there are because it's not that long ago that it, it seemed like there was one genre, and it was the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. And it was that for years, to the point where everyone thinks that that's what comics are. It's superhero. There's there's Comic books are a genre, and it's all about superheroes. Not comic books are a medium with many genres. I would... So I don't... I would go ahead. say, if you're a comics reader, if you're a comics fan, read this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, I w- it's not, I don't, I don't, a lot of time when people say, well, I want to get into comics, what should I read? I go, well, what do you like in fiction? Like in general, do you like fantasy? Do you like sci-fi? Do you like, do you like superheroes? Do you like, what do you like? Do you like fun things? Do you like dark things? You know, what kind of fiction do you like in general? But if you're a comics reader and I read this, get on board, read the, mm-hmm. if, read, buy, get that first volume and read it. And if, if that doesn't grip you, I don't know what to tell you. 
I think if you like any of the things we've talked yeah. about, like the Cohen brothers, mm-hmm. or if you know who Dario Argento and or Sergio Leone mm-hmm. are, you should read this goddamn book. <laughs> if you even know who they are, you should yeah, read absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it certainly does blend those two, but it's more, both those guys are definitely the imagery of both those dudes work are in this, but this, mm-hmm. I, I think the storytelling in this is better. I agree. Um, I, I, it's, I don't know. They're, 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 they're none of them really like amazing storytellers. They're just significant because they did, they just did such interesting things in the correct. genre. And their the imagery and, and themes that they introduced into those genres changed them fundamentally. Yes. And this is taking that stuff, but telling a, a cohesive story, t- very dense in a lot of story. You know, really incredibly well crafted. Yes. It's you don't really think about it until you break down how much happens in like even in that first arc, and you're like, wow. That's like an entire this like that's what an entire series would do, like yes. the the quest for these guns and the showdown with the the villain with you. But it happens in just the first trade, and then just more and more and that's, more and more. Yeah. And like it just that's the foundation. And like that's it. Like I was talking about how rich this premise is and how rich this world seems. And I'm I'm going to be picking up more of these trades as I go. Uh, it it's I'm actually I am. Regretting the fact that I did not buy from Colin himself at Supercon. He had a big coffin hardcover oversized book that had like the first six trades in it or something that had, it was like the coffin with Hume inside of it. When you open up the front cover is Hume. That's creepy as hell. <laughs> I really, God, his teeth just terrifies me. I like him. I like him. So I, it, no, he's such an amazing villain. It's just like they basically, I, I love that they barely give you any reason why he gets he's he he is dead. He is a dead mm-hmm. man and he is still alive. <laughs> they 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 give you almost no reason other than just he's hateful and it creeps me out so much. I god almighty. Well, that, and, he is so and, terrifying. And it's rooted in the central like the main mis- the central mystery of the story about these weapons. Mm-hmm, and that's and that's mm-hmm. and that's why it works. It's like cuz there's it it gives you it gives you questions about why why is this, you know, who are, these relationships are but without it does not we lapse we always I think this is the go to uh the lapse into that loss frame where it has given you too many questions and not enough answers and then the answers are terrible. Yes. It does not do that. It feeds you a steady line of information while also feeding you a steady line of mystery. And that's a tenuous balance in fiction and it does this and does that very well. Uh, so go check, go buy that first trade. Anyone. Anyway, if you're listening to this, go get that first trade. Check it out. Yeah. It's remarkable. If you don't love it, we'll screw you. <laughs> Eric kids, we love you all. Yeah. Okay. Eric doesn't. <laughs> I love how. I love how his uh, his four his four sidekicks are clearly the four horsemen, and they never say Mm-mm. that nope. at all. I I love that it's just in there, and I wonder I wonder if it was a decision that Cullen put in there to say, well, this guy looks like this guy's death, and this guy's like all, the, and then he's like, and we're never gonna say that. It's uh, and that's good. Uh, that, no, it is good. It's very good. It's 
it's it's wonderful because it could easily be. I mean, that's you've seen that, you know, just, it rides a pale horse. Yeah. But the fact that they're just they're just four guys, they're never called that. But it brings this up. It I, I don't know. That's very artful. I really like this book. He does. I like it more than food poisoning. <laughs> so with that gl- that uh, that shining uh, compliment. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's high praise for me. So, uh, it's, we like this, you guys. You couldn't tell. We enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six Gun, Cullen Bun, Brian Hurt, can, still ongoing. I need to catch up. Honestly, I feel bad that I've missed out on this for so long. Uh, but there's so many good books. It's hard to. No, it's true. There's a there's a lot of good comics and a lot of bad ones. We got to read all those. Bad yep, got to get those through those first. We got to get through uh through uh. Convergence one through forty. I have a whole stack of uh, Robin Rises Alphas and Omega. One than the other. We have we have the whole Greek alphabet to go through. Robin Rises Beta. Yep. (laughs) So many. I'm 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 so I'm I just want to start making. Yeah, I know. I want to start making beta male Mm -hmm. jokes. Yeah. Pass on those. Uh. Uh. But. I think we wrap wrap it up on that one. But next week, next episode is episode 100. Yeah. What do you think we should read for hmm. that? Let me think. Let's see. Uh, there's a very famous comic book by a very famous writer that that we've okay. never discussed on this. Uh, yeah. never really discussed in depth on this on the show. I don't think we've I don't think we've ever talked about it. I, I think we may have mentioned it once or twice. I think it's unavoidable at a certain mm-hmm. point, but. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't think that even as humans, we've never. No, that's it. true. We haven't. Not certainly not at length in any any sort of real length mm-hmm. or any in any in any depth at all. Which it certainly has a lot of, and it has a lot of importance in the comic book world mm-hmm. in the past thirty years. Mm-hmm. And that is Watchmen. Watchmen by Alan Moore, Dave Bloody Gibbons, Dave Bloody Gibbons, and. The original writer and the original artist. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we thought nothing more could nothing could be more appropriate for episode one to discuss Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And I'm I've been thinking about it for three weeks now because <laughs> about how much I how all the things I want to talk about in it. Like I'm really excited, actually. Fantastic. And I, are we gonna have a are we gonna have a two and a half hour? Hundred th- uh, episodes. I don't know what we're doing. We'll we'll go as long as it as long as it takes. I do want to say I'm gonna point this out on air, and uh, it, and this is for Eric as well as the audience. Is that uh, Karen Gillan mm-hmm. recently did a like a 40 minute uh t- a talk at a bookstore? I think in uh, at some point in the past couple months. In but someone recorded it, and he, it was a, it's a slideshow presentation about the importance of Watchmen and how it, what it means to comics and in his life as well. But mostly about you know how it influenced him and how the storytelling in it. And you know I would definitely I'm I'm gonna give you I'll probably put the link in the show notes for this week and next week. Honestly, um, I would suggest watching it because it's really interesting uh, and it helped provide some fuel. For me to talk about certain things, uh, I'm but obviously gonna reread it, and there's it's a lot there. There's a reason everyone reveres it. Yeah, it's 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 certainly one of the best comic books that has ever been made by a human man. Mm-hmm. Aside from those comic books that gods have created, yeah, this one's right there on the edge. <laughs> and it doesn't help. It does. I I just watched the Alan Moore reciting Mister A the other day again, so it may be. 
Good. So we're, we're pumped yeah. up. Mr. A. Black and there's white and there's wrong and there's right and there's nothing. <laughs> nothing between. A is A, Robbie. That's what Mr. Objectivism. That's what Mr. A says. That is what Mr. A says. Okay. So what, next week, Jimmy next week, Christmas. Watchmen, guys. And I know you've read Watchmen. Reread it. it. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth the discussion. I also have a, another surprise for Eric. He's going to have to find out about that next week. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. Tell me now. Well, you'll find out. I thought that whining Mm-mm. would work. You, you foiled me, Dolman. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I think we can wrap that up. Wrap this episode up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wrap her up. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. All those things that we do are there. Um, links to everything. Uh, we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Like us there. Uh, you can tweet at us at HBC Hour. You can tweet at us. Any, any questions or concerns or complaints or suggestions, you can tweet us. Uh, both of us will see that. Can also email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us out, gets us more listeners. More people will find us. The more you like it, the more you, more stars you give us. However, it brings us higher up in rankings and lets people find us more and more quickly. And we definitely would appreciate that. Do you do that for us? You can find me. It also makes us funnier. It, yes, it's uh, it's weird. It get it gets Robbie more cats. Um, I'm not sure if I'm totally on board with more cats at this point. I mean, I would like it, but then I'd also have another... You'd also have more Harveys to deal with. Potentially. Or something worse than a Harvey. Mm -hmm. Some unknowable cat that's worse than Harvey. I don't know. I'm sure it's out there. Uh, But you can find me on Twitter at MixmasterStereal. It's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you online? Well, when I'm not wrapped in chains and buried in a cold coffin... You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com, and you can see all the other things I, I, I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com, including my Tumblr and Pinterest. Uh, if you want to tweet at me, my Twitter handle is MrBadExample, spelled M-R-BadExample. With that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Hey, rock and roll. <laughs>